Let's see what the GM of the Maple Leafs will be up to this weekend. Here he is, the GM of the Leafs, Lou Lamorello. How are you, Lou? Uh, very well, thank you. Uh, thank you for doing this. Uh, as you know, All-Star Weekend this weekend, you've been around the game for a long time. I'm sure you've attended many All-Star games in the past. And this year it's been a bit of an outlier with John Scott going, with a bunch of the star players not deciding to show up. And a, a big part of the conversation league-wide has been revolving around why the All-Star game is, is still important. And I'd like to ask you that as a, a lifer in the NHL. Why do you think the All-Star game still holds importance? Well, I, I think it's just the showplace for all our star athletes together, and it gives an opportunity for the sponsors of the game to come to it and to really expose everybody together, break the season up, and you know allow the fans to have a little fun and see that the players are normal and human. As a GM who has players going year in, year out, do you get nervous about whether or not they'll get injured or whether or not something will happen to them? What's what's your mentality throughout the weekend? Well, that has always been the mentality, I think, of every general manager and every team executive, uh, whether it's pulling a groin or whether an accidental situation. But that holds through with the Olympics, that holds through, through with world championships. So anytime you get them out of uh, – your own environment, you're always concerned. Speaking of injuries, uh, one of your stars or stars-to-be comes back from injury tonight. Uh, the Marlies uh, playing Grand Rapids. We'll have the game here on TSN 1050. Uh, William Nylander is uh, coming back, and, and uh, of course, a lot of people concerned about how he is. And we found out today uh, that he also had uh, an appendectomy, uh, which was kept pretty quiet. Um, your comments on that? Yes, um you know, he would have been back a lot sooner if it wasn't for the, uh, you know, the appendix uh, situation. Uh, uh, fortunately, he's uh, healthy right now. There's nothing uh, to look forward to other than playing. And he's going to do that tonight. He'll just play one game this weekend, uh, you know, and not take a chance uh, with anything. He hasn't played for quite a while. So he's in great shape. Uh, and, you know, he's, he's hungry to go. I've got to say, Lou, quite impressed with you guys being able to keep that news quiet uh, in a city like this. And, and I've been impressed by the fact that you guys have run your program the way you have this year. I mean, last year you weren't here, but you're well aware it was a circus atmosphere almost from the start. Uh, this year it's been very, very quiet, um, almost boring in a way, which I think was very needed. Um, but how have you managed to keep things so quiet and keep so many things behind closed doors here in Toronto? Well, I don't, I don't think it's uh, intentional to do anything other than keep uh, our everyday business internally uh, and, you know, certainly understand the importance of uh, media and importance of press. But anything that needs to be said will be said and proacted to. Uh, but there are certain things that uh, we feel very strongly on that, uh, you know, the best way to keep everything going in the right perspective is to uh, be as quiet as you possibly can. How do you think the media here in Toronto has, has handled that type of protocol? And I mean, you would have had an impression from afar, but now that you're here, your interaction with the, the media here in Toronto. Well, I really have tremendous respect for the media here in Toronto and always have been. 
Uh, I had the opportunity on many occasions to interact with the media through, you know, my past in New Jersey and the cup runs that we've been involved with. And also the, you know, uh, just simply being in the game as long as I've been uh, crossing paths many times. And I have tremendous respect, uh, uh, you know, for the media uh, and certainly for the city of Toronto and what our obligations are to make the awareness of, of what is necessary. We will continue to do that, uh, but we also feel that what it should be internally is. We're speaking with uh, Lou Lamarillo, General Manager of the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. And Lou, uh, we were talking earlier about uh, the trade deadline coming up a month from today, actually. <clears throat> Pardon me. Uh, how many players might go out, what the team will look like afterwards. Uh, and, and I know you've been going according to a plan. Is part of that plan to bring up some of the Marlies, or are you thinking that you might be able to pick up people on waivers like a Rafi Torres who's on today? And I'm not expecting you to answer him specifically, but players like that who you think might be a part of this team after February 29th? I think he stumped them. Are, are you there? I think he stumped Lou. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think he went to claim Rafi Torres <laughs> That's while what you were was. asking that question. Well, and he said, I'm sorry, I cannot get into that right now. Well, I don't expect him to mention him, you know, where, where he's uh, thinking about, uh, about Rafi Torres specifically, but to what we were talking about, that's not a bad idea to bring in veterans who you might be able to pick up on waivers. Well, yeah, I mean, listen, we'll get him back in the line, I'm sure, and we'll see what he has to say about that. But, yeah, I do think that's a, part and that's a very important part of the conversation over the next four and a half weeks is if you're going to look to make trades – how are you going to fill those holes? Right. Right? And the Marlies are off to a, a great start. I mean, it's not a start anymore. They're well into their season. They're the best team in the American Hockey League by, by a, a fair amount. margin. Yeah. Um, now, some of that is with veteran players. T.J. Brennan's down there. Mark Arcabello is down there. They've got a couple of vets that I'm sure they would feel okay about bringing up. But do they want to bring up a Nylander? Uh, do they want to bring up a Soshnikov? Do they want to bring up a Connor Brown? Um I guess we'll have to find out over the next four weeks. And let's bring in Lou Lamorello. We lost you there, Lou, but we were just yeah, asking. Yeah, my apologies. I was actually hooked in uh, by Steve Keough, and he just went through a bad area, and I just called directly. He texted me the number. Okay. Well, we're uh, we're all good now. We thought maybe we uh, stumped you there with the Rafi Torres <laughs> stuff, and maybe you went to claim him. And... I never even heard it. <laughs> okay. All right. Because uh, we were asking with the, um, the deadline right around the corner, um, if you guys are going to end up moving veteran players out, you know, what your philosophy may be in terms of where the Marlies come into play, filling those holes. Um, where are you at in terms of bringing kids up compared to potentially trying to find other veterans to plug those holes if and when you need them the remainder of this season? Well, I have an expression, when time's on your side, you use it. And I think right now we have time uh, and we'll handle whatever situation comes about appropriate at that time to say we'll do this or do that. that I'm just not comfortable doing that because, quite frankly, right now we don't know. We, we're kind of curious, too. Uh, what's the talk like right now? You, you know uh, the last couple of years, Lou, that th- there hasn't been as many uh, uh, transactions in the regular season. And the, as the run-up gets closer to a trade deadline, we start seeing more of it. That's been true in the last little while. Uh, what's the talk like now? Is there a lot more chatter than, than we've seen earlier this year? Well, first of all, I, I think there's a misconception about more chatter and less chatter. 
uh, or more conversations and less, less conversations. I think it's the same every year. It's just that when certain things come about, then it appears to be more. And when one situation happens, then two, it seems like, well, it takes one to get it going. Uh, I've seen so many different uh, things transpire over the years, but the one thing that is constant, everybody continues to talk and normally – as you get closer to the deadline, you talk more and more. But there's no difference whether you're involved or just trying to find out what's going on in the league, making sure you don't miss anything. You're, you still have to interact and, and continue to speak uh, and ask questions or just, just to say hello. Sometimes you make a call and, you know, uh, I'm making calls. I know we might not have any, but is there anything going on? With Lou Lamorello, the GM of the Maple Leafs, uh, at the All-Star break now, you're 40 game, 48 games into the season, so 48 games with uh, yourself and Mike Babcock behind the bench. Um, we know that, that you've been friendly and you've had a long-standing relationship with Mike, but not necessarily this close up. Uh, what have you learned about Mike Babcock that you didn't know prior to the past 48 games? Well, first of all, I, I, I've known Mike, as you've said, and I've certainly watched him afar. Coach, also been in, a, you know, an opponent in a Stanley Cup situation over a seven-game uh, series when Mike was in Anaheim and I was in New Jersey, and have had always had tremendous amount of respect for his ability to get a team prepared uh, for the way they play uh, on a consistent basis. But what I did not see is what I've seen here since I I came was the energy that he provides and, and he continues to have day in and day out from uh, the first time you see him in the morning, the first time the players see him, no matter what transpired the day before, he's ready to go. He doesn't allow something that happened in the past get in the way of what he has to be focused to. And that's a skill, that's a talent, and that's something I didn't see or really know to the extent it is. And I have tremendous respect for that. How important is that energy and, and that passion uh, for the remaining 34 games where y your team is in a position in the standings where the playoffs are not really in the picture right now? There may be some trades between now and the trade deadline. Uh, you're well aware of what happened here. The final 30, 35 games last year it was really ugly. It really rattled a, a lot of fans, if not all the fans. How do you keep the players motivated and keep that passion the final 30, 35 games? Well, first of all, what happened in the past, I have no control of, nor do I really know the ins and outs. All I know is of what I've experienced here with the players that we have and how receptive they've been to Mike and his coaching staff that no matter what's transpired the night before, you know, we've come out to play and competed and give the best, have given the best effort. I do not feel or see that changing. Uh, and we're trying to establish something. We're trying to establish a culture here and that we approach every single game 100%, no matter what happened yesterday or the day before, not thinking of, of down the road. And that is the approach I think that you will see. In fact, I feel strongly consistent throughout the remainder of the year. Uh, Mike Babcock's been very complimentary of the captain, Dion Phaneuf. I've caught up with Mike multiple times this year, and, and any time I bring up Dion, uh, he raves about him, and he, he speaks to what Dion brings in the room. Um, as a GM, uh, how much do you need that leader to perpetuate that message for you? You talk about the culture. 
Uh, where do you draw the line on what the GM can do, what the coach can do, and when it finally gets to the players, where it really has to be on the players to actually follow through on that plan? Well, I echo what you said your conversations were with Mike, and I know I spoke to someone yesterday in an interview and said the same thing. I've been extremely impressed with uh, uh, Dion, uh, how he approaches uh, the, the game, the professionalism that he brings, how he interacts with all groups of players. When I say groups, that is the younger the middle-aged, the older players, and how he cares for them, and also how he will bring up uh, two coaches, two management, his thoughts that might be for the good of the team and understanding if it can or cannot happen. So he he's, has a fan and the leader that he is uh, uh, right now, and I, I really have a sort of tremendous uh, thoughts for him. One last thing, Lou. Uh, for years, you had David Conti as your head of scouting uh, with the uh, with the Devils, and, and now it's Mark Hunter here. Uh, how do their philosophies differ, or, or, and how are they the same? Well, first of all, uh, they love what they do. Um, you know, they they compete against themselves, not against anyone else, um, and they love being in the rink. Uh, and both extremely talented, um, and I'm very fortunate to come from David and to have the opportunity to work with Mark, who has just been outstanding. And I know the Maple Leafs are extremely fortunate to have a Mark Hunter here. Uh, And he will get players. uh, He will make decisions. Uh, and he will not be afraid to make tough decisions and tough recommendations. So I've been extremely impressed from day one uh, and quite, quite frankly, uh, you know, uh, admire, I admire Mark Hunter. Always appreciate you taking time for us. Thank you for doing this, Lou. My pleasure. Thank you. Lou Lamorello, the uh, GM of the Maple Leafs.